Ladies and gentlemen. Ali, a sneaky right hand. Another sneaky right hand. This time he worked over the shoulder of Foreman. Special guest T.J. Reeves visiting us here from Tampa Bay. We are live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be. Whether it's food, it's dining, it's entertainment, it's betting sports, it is the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Of course, as you know, traditionally our Friday home during the football and basketball season. But we're hanging out here today, getting ready for Stanley Cup game number one tonight between the Canadians and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We thought we were going to be having the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning in game number one, but it didn't work out like that, but that's okay. And we've got NBA basketball here as uh, well tonight. It, uh, the Phoenix Suns will be taking on the L.A. Clippers. We've got that and a whole lot more coming your way. Showtime, Sean Porter, my man. He is going to be joining us here in a matter of moments as well, too, as we recap a very, very busy boxing weekend where we were at uh, the Virgin Hotels of Las Vegas, formerly the Hard Rock. On Saturday night, seeing Vasily Lomachenko take mm. care of business with a ninth-round knockout with against uh, Masayoshi Nakatani. So we'll talk to Showtime Sean Porter about that. He was also keeping his eye on uh, Tank Davis, who was victorious. Did you see that as fight? Well, did Tank, you see some of Tank Davis? I, I did. I went. It? I went home very holy, late, holy very late cow. that night, and watched a little bit. And Tank Davis was a little bit of trouble in the first few rounds. So but the obvious thing yeah. from that is he was fighting a bigger, taller guy, yes. and he had to solve him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to give Mario Barrios yep. is the name yep. uh, a lot of credit because he stood in. Uh, he landed some shots on Tank Davis, who took him. He got a tough test. From that guy. This was not just some pushover punching bag. That was a very entertaining fight. And I think Tank Davis won over some people with moving up two weight classes to do that. So the smaller weight classes looking up in boxing right now. Just saying. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. All right. So we'll talk to the Showtime Sean P. uh, regarding our busy weekend of boxing. All right. Let's talk a little NBA playoffs. We got that thing going tonight as well, too. The Phoenix Suns with a closeout situation. The Suns a five and a half point favorite in this game against the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers have worked themselves you know, to this position by winning a lot of, uh, 
uh, some road games, falling behind 2-0. They did it again in this series. They lost the first two games on the road, though, in Phoenix. Obviously, uh, without Kawhi Leonard, this is not the same L.A. Clipper team here. And uh, they did get a big victory in game number three, but they could not sustain that momentum with game number four at the Staples Center. So now... The Clippers find themselves down three games to one for the first time in this postseason. T.J. Reeves, I know you've been following this uh, as well, too, but when you look at this series, the Suns and the Clippers, uh, the Suns have been the kind of the flavor of the year, them and the Utah Jazz in the West, uh, number one, number two seed, the Jazz the number one seed. Uh, they fell in the last round. Uh, number two, Suns, uh, the seeded Suns. Uh, defeated the seven seed, uh, rather, uh, the Lakers, yep. which a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen. They, here in Las Vegas, the Lakers were actually the favorite, but uh, Phoenix is definitely looking like the real deal. Fully expect them to get by the Clippers tonight and uh, be rested for the winner of Milwaukee, Atlanta. What a story, because as you mentioned, they lost actually two of the first three games of the Lakers series, as you guys know and you've been talking about out here in the West. And by the way, I am a Tampa guy, but I can talk some NBA. The NBA is like a a four-letter word, even though it's a three-letter word in the Tampa Bay market. Nobody seems to care uh, because the Orlando Magic are the regionally close team and they've been so bad for so long. But I enjoy watching it, and we've gotten down to the nitty-gritty. And when they were down 2-1 to the Lakers, they deserve a lot of credit for coming back with Chris Paul banged up. Devin Booker's been huge. And now without Paul in the first couple of games of this series because of the COVID-19 situation, which is bizarre with the guidelines and all that, they won the games without him. So it's almost like, hey, we're in Vegas. They're playing with house money right now and looking to put this series away and, and move on to the NBA Finals for the first time again since you keep bringing up the magic year, 1993. Yep. It's been a while for them. It's been a while for the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. But I think you know, the Suns uh, are quite a story. Uh, and then go figure either Milwaukee or Atlanta, which Milwaukee hasn't been in since Richard Nixon <laughs> was the president. And the, and the Atlanta Hawks want to claim the St. Louis Hawk franchise stuff about the finals. Okay, well, the Atlanta Hawks have never been in. The St. Louis Hawks were in like in the 50s. Frank did not cover that series, but the St. Louis Hawks were in the NBA finals back then. So we got new blood all yeah. over the place yeah. here. It's entertaining. It, it definitely is. And we've been talking a lot about this, uh, you know, with our NBA crew, you know, uh, Bill Cartwright, Tracy Murray and company said, hey, this is rather refreshing. And uh, you, you start watching the Phoenix Suns and even the Utah Jazz to a certain degree as well, too. Uh, very exciting. A lot of good young talent here. But this Suns team, you talk about Devin Booker and then you talk about other guys that are getting the job done, too. I mean, a very well coached team. And uh, we are seeing maybe a change in the guard. I do not think that this is just a, a one-off situation. Last year we talked a lot about you know the one-off situation, being in the, the bubble and everything. Things are just a little bit different, and, and the Lakers kind of prevailed. But this is where we started to see teams like Utah and Phoenix really come and shine and come to the forefront. Milwaukee was another team that were, has expected to be doing v- some very good things and go deep the last few years, but they haven't got the job done. But they put themselves in a great position last night when they got that victory uh, against the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. And I know, I, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you were going to the window last night. And, I was at the window. And, and hopefully it wasn't can on that I home team. Can I tell you, it was not a lot of money, but can I tell you I am not only on fire against the Vegas Golden Knights not hosting this game one tonight, but can I put the smack down like the rock, like the people's elbow on the Atlanta Hawks? What was that? last night at home live arena big time good big time home court advantage 
uh, for the Hawks to, and to get out to 15-2 to two for the start. They're up by double digits in the first quarter. I know Trey Young got hurt. I have already been destroying off the air three different friends and acquaintances. One of them, our buddy Deshaun Tate of Tate's Take, who's in Atlanta. I give him a free plug. I've been destroying him for almost 24 hours. How do you blow that game three last night at home when you got the split in Milwaukee? So, yes, I have a tinge of bitterness from being at the window with the William Hill Sportsbook here at the Cosmopolitan on the Hawks last night, and they blow the game at home. Again, I don't think you should be too surprised because, first of all, you said something that is totally absurd. You said home court advantage for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, what, when is you, you going going back to the Omni, uh, the Phillips Arena, wherever? It's never been a home court advantage. I mean, never. I mean, people don't show up there. They don't show up at Braves games. They don't show up at Falcons games. They certainly don't Very show up true. at Hawks games. So it's it's unfortunate. But I think it goes back to the youth, the youthfulness of this team. Trey Young is is a nice player. There's no question about that. But he's not Steph Curry. And he's rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way, as you know. I mean, he's been the, the target of uh, people in the media, especially social media. I mean, with the shimmy shake after game one and two. I mean, I don't know where this came from. I kind of uh, like that, We're though. talking to Lon Kruger, and I'm thinking, Lon, Lon this is this, – I never saw this in the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> where did this come from? Because he wasn't allowed to at Oklahoma. I, I, thank exactly. you very much, but I, I don't want to see that. This is the NBA. you got to sell it a little bit you here. You can only sell it if you can deliver the groceries, they, my but, friend. But wait, did He's they, not delivering the groceries. Did they or did they not beat Philadelphia there in the game seven in Philly with him making the big shots and doing the shimmy shake? He delivered there. Okay. We, we rip these guys let's for rip. being vanilla, for being clones, for not saying anything. Now we got somebody showing personality, and you don't like that either, Doctor? What's up with that? Uh, the, the personality is okay as long as you can back it up and you're a little bit of veteran. If I see a guy like Steph Curry doing it, I'm totally fine with that. But, a, again... You have to back it up. I mean, he's he, he's doing it in losing situations. He did it again last night in a losing situation. But anyway, the, the Hawks, they're a nice story. But, again, you just said it. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia 76ers, they're the butt of the NBA as far as jokes go. You understand that with, uh, with, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Talking about two guys that don't take care of themselves, especially in the offseason. People wonder why these guys are injured so much. And again, a style of basketball that is not pleasing to the eye whatsoever. And that's probably the negative side of watching these NBA playoffs too. Because you watch Milwaukee, you watch a lot of these teams with the continuous three-fest. Milwaukee is great when they're hitting their threes, but they they could they could win by 30 some nights and they could lose by 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 six to eight on other nights when they're shooting less than 30 percent from three because they're going to put up at least 42 to 45 threes. We've seen that. So not the most pleasing brand of basketball. They are a very frustrating team to watch. And I put the Hawks in that category a little bit as well, too. Well, so what I wonder, though, here, because, again, I'm an outsider. I come into your town here. I'm staying at the Cosmopolitan. Okay. You're, We're you're, in a Cosmopolitan you're our guest, my friend. Uh, it, is, it is fantastic to be here. But you, you would be more of an authority to speak to this. Is some of the luster from an upcoming NBA final with likely Phoenix and then either Milwaukee or Atlanta lost on the gambling public because we don't have the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry. We don't have the Lakers with LeBron. We don't have Durant and Brooklyn like we thought we might. Is that going to hurt? At places where you can legally, you know, here in Vegas or the states that have it legally, and most, you know, a lot of states now are coming on board. Is it going to hurt wagering on the NBA Finals? Do you think, or do you think most don't care? It's the NBA Finals. I'll bet it one way or the other. I'm what is the doctor's I'm, take? I'm going to answer that question with a question back at you. You were sitting here 
front and center in the last 15, 20 minutes. Right. Did you see the people's reaction to France and Switzerland? Yes. You wouldn't think anybody would be betting on that, but you saw. If there's action on the board in meaningful games, the betting public will come a run and come and bet. And so answer to your question is, is no, it won't affect it whatsoever. However, when you do have a Lakers or a LeBron James or you have a Steph Curry and the Warriors, yes, you'll, you'll get probably a, a little bit higher handle, but the handle will still be off the charts when you're dealing with a, a, a final uh, for an NBA championship. Yes. Yeah. I will. I will say this. Walking around yesterday, I saw like six different Giannis jerseys. The thirty-four <laughs> jerseys walking around. I'm like, Giannis is big in Las Vegas. Did you see those people missing free throws as well, or taking at least ten to Some twelve? Some of them seconds. were stumbling over the curb yeah. and falling into traffic go. and having to be helped up, much the same way he is at the foul line. But yeah, <laughs> I just I thought I found that to be interesting that we're here in Vegas and. Giannis had some following and had some jerseys around. I only saw one guy, and it was late last night uh, after things were over with, meandering around uh, with a blank look on his face in a Trey Young jersey. That was the only Trey Young jersey that I saw, for the record. I just want to know what color the Giannis jersey was, because half the time I turn okay. on these games, that, and I'm, I'm watching Milwaukee that's last night. Tuesday. Like, what, what, that's tomorrow. Uh, uh, I'm ready that's for a it. great tease. What was that last night? Mm. Destroy them. Mm. In my absence tomorrow, TC, destroy them for whatever oh. those uniforms. What in the name of the Minnesota? Minnesota Timberwolves were those uniforms that Milwaukee had on. I, I thought they were bringing back Wampum Willie or something, or uh, you know, from Marquette. I saw that blue Marquette there for a while. I don't understand what Milwaukee was doing wearing blue. And again, the entire time I was back there, I never saw a blue Milwaukee jersey. A blue green. shirt was it was blue. They were wearing blue. Yeah, they were always in green. Yeah, always green. Yeah, yeah. Fear Not the deer. Blue. Fear the deer. Sound of kind of the same tinge, but not the same. George, I will tell you this. I am distracted at the moment because they're showing ESPN live from Champa Bay, live (laughs) from the Amelie Arena in downtown Tampa because game one is now about an hour and 45 minutes away. Uh, Steve Levy and Barry Melrose have been doing Stanley Cup Finals coverage for about 25 years on the Hockey on Sports Center. All is right with the world, brother. They are standing at the Amelie Arena in Champa Bay for game one tonight with Montreal. Amelie? What is Amelie? Amelie is a motor oil. Didn't it used to be Amway back in the day? No, no. Amelie makes a sink load of money. Did motor that oil. arena be called? Wasn't it Amway at one point in time? No, no. The Amway is that's the in Orlando. Magic. It's the that's magic. An, that's arena. in Orlando. There you that's go. That's a bunch of soap, and the, they need to go. take right, a good exactly. bath around <laughs> the magic and the bad performances that they put in the <laughs> Amway Center in Orlando yes. down the road. Yeah, right. But for the Amelie Arena, it's motor oil. I started asking the question like seven, eight years ago when they did the sponsorship, and they said if you knew how much money they paid to be the title sponsor, uh, it's obscene. You would not question how much money they make on motor oil. And other things. Okay. The Amelie Arena. Yeah, I want to throw this in, too, because you guys were talking about Trey Young a little bit. And I know you don't like the shimmy and that kind of stuff. But you're a big Steph Curry fan, so you don't like anybody yeah. who's not Steph Curry doing that. That's true. That, that's kind yeah. of part yeah. of the bottom and, line and, of it. And obviously, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not that married or not married to it. I'm just, again, having right. some fun here. So, but, yeah, and, he and you said he's got to back it up. Well, you do it. And then if you yeah. back it up, then you do. And if you don't, then you get the onslaught of people all over the media and that right. kind of stuff. But do you think maybe it was a little bit of karma or something the fact that after doing stuff like that, that last night he hurt himself 
by stepping on the official's right. foot. That's, wait, that's true. That's wait, how he got wait, injured. Wait. Right. You mean things like Kyrie Irving going over to the Boston Celtic logo to stomp on it and then injures the very ankle that he used to stomp on the leprechaun like the ghost of Red Auerbach Lucky the injured, yeah. injured Kyrie Irving in the next series. for Those things just seem to happen, don't they, Frank? The basketball gods and the karma. He's on to something yeah, there yeah. with that. I love that. Yeah. That's where he comes. That's, that's where he comes from. That's it. All right. Showtime Sean Porter is in the house. Uh, as we talk a little boxing here, we talk a little hoop. We got it all happening here live at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, and we get ready for the Stanley Cup final game number one tonight. Again, they'll face it off at uh, 5.08 uh, p.m. But uh, let's bring in the champ. The two-time welterweight champ is in the house, and uh, he broke training just to come hang out with us like uh, – you know, he regularly does. We pick up the phone. We call. He's there. He never disappoints. He's training. He's on television doing the Fox uh, broadcasting, NBC, Showtime. Sean P., what's up, brother? Listen, peace, D, uh, TP, TC. Get it right. Wait, my bad. Yeah, what's going Listen, on? Listen, let's try again. We were outside working, and I was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told my dad, I said, hey, uh, you forget I had that interview at 3 o'clock? He said, is it time for you to go? I said, yeah, let me get out of here. Yeah. So, TC, I'm glad to get here, man. Glad to get here a little bit late, but uh, it's all good. Here, nevertheless, man. Thanks for having me as always. No, no problem. Okay, so so tell us uh, what, what you're doing, man. In training, you're working hard. You're back at it, aren't you? I well, am. you you never stop. So uh, let's be clear yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually never stop. I know. I know. <laughs> I usually never stop, but I'm gonna be honest, man. You've been seeing me do a lot of the broadcasting that I love it. I've had such a great time doing it, and of course, the Port Away podcast, we do that every weekend, and so I kind of made those things no more priority, mm-hmm. and it was like whenever I had time, or whenever I had to travel, whenever I would, they asked me to do a gig, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, and now we're, we're going to be a, le- a lot more selective uh, with the understanding that um, it's time to get back in the ring, so uh, I'm training right now, not really knowing exactly when we're going to get back in the ring just yet, but I do still have some big commentating gigs coming up, yep. the, the NBC Olympics coming yes. up in, in a few weeks. That'll be awesome. And then I think when I get home from the Olympics, uh, it's okay to talk about this. I had the yep. Triller gig, right. uh, Tiafimo Lopez against uh, Cambosis, right. uh, middle of August, and that, that'll be with Jim Lampley coming right. out of retirement. So yep. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think after that, we're going to kind of pull away from everything except for the podcast, uh, the Port Away podcast every Tuesday on all the podcasting platforms. After that, we'll pull back. Right. We'll just keep with the podcast and the training until we get back in the ring. You know, it's funny. You bring up the broadcast, and we always try to talk about that when we have you on and we promote yeah. that. Uh, I was having dinner after the fights Saturday night with Tim Bradley and Andre Ward, who yeah. have gone to, on to have great success. Yeah. Tim is now with ESPN, been doing that for the last few years, and then Andre the success that he had prior with HBO or whatever. And we were talking about that, and I brought up you. And uh, utmost respect from those guys. Uh, And we were talking about the transition Mm -hmm. from from calling it a career, basically, to going that. And I said, hey, you know, Sean's still not ready to hang it up. Not yet. And and, and he's still doing it. And they said they have the utmost respect for you because you are balancing both and doing an exceptional job at it. And that is not easy to do it's not easy my dad has been on my butt lately uh between the wife and kids at home and and uh, and of course the commentating that i'm doing he's like hey we're, 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 what are you doing let me get get back here yeah. let me get you in line and then we'll, we'll figure everything out from there so um we have uh ramped up the training 
quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, but to speak to those guys, and, uh, Tim and, and Dre, and it kind of goes in line with what I've, I've been trying to do recently with Ter- Terrence Crawford. We've been friends for a long time. Um, and I said publicly, I want to apologize to Terrence Crawford. I think that uh, the, the, the decision that we made some years ago, hey, if anyone wants us to fight, let's not do that. If right. we want to fight, let's make it because we come together and we decide that we're going to do that. And I think publicly saying, yeah, I want to fight Terrence. I'm waiting on him. Da, 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 da. Right. I don't think he really liked that. I think it left a bad taste in his mouth, and he stopped returning my text messages, stopped returning my, my phone calls and things like that. And I said, you know what? Here's the thing. After boxing, dude, we got a whole lot, lot of life to, life, a lot of life to live. Right. And um, you take a look at the guys like Tim and, and Dre and myself, even though I wasn't with those guys as an amateur and I wasn't with those guys right. as pros, I looked up to those guys. I was always yeah. looking at those guys, striving to do the same things yeah. that those guys did as amateurs and as pros. And so when I can text uh, Tim while he's on the, on the, on the air right. and then he'll shoot me a text back like, hey, man, I like what I hear from you too. It's just a lot of respect, and it's going to go a long way, much further past when we compete as boxers. Mm. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now with publicly apologizing to Terrence is because I understand that we got a whole lot of life to live mm. beyond getting in and out of the ring. Mm. And whether or not we do that, I want to resolve whatever conflict we have because I know that for a long time we can be friends. We can only be enemies in the ring for 12 rounds, but we can be friends for a long time. I want to expand on that just a little bit because, again, we have talked before about you and Terrence Crawford and the friendship that you guys had. And, you know, people were saying, even when we had Bob Arum on, Bob said, hey, you know, this I I really would like to get these guys in, but, you know, it sounds like they don't want to fight each other. But then you came forward and said, no, you would would like to fight him. And I know there's been stories here the past week that have been circulating about you trying to get Terrence back into the ring. So if you can talk a little bit about that, of actually what you've said to try to get him in the ring and and where that stands. Oh, well, you know what? I think everything, it kind of went from... <clears throat> the long story short, went from a conversation we had probably in July of last year, once the boxing got back going after right. the pandemic started to slow down and things like that. I said, hey, what do you think? He says, I'm working on something big. I said, all right, respect. Go ahead, do what you got to do. I have my fight against Fumella, of course. And then after that, I think everybody's, you know, I started to kind of read into the hype of make this Terrence fight Crawford and, and Sean Porter fight happen. And, you know, a lot of it was just publicly, I want to fight. I'm waiting on him, da-da-da-da. And then after that was, you know, hey, how you doing? Text messages from me. What's up, my man? Things like that. And they, they kind of, they all went unanswered. Uh, I actually saw Bo Mack, his coach, last week. Mm-hmm. And I said, yo, Bo, tell your guy to pick up the phone, man. I'm really just reaching out as a friend. I'm not reaching out to make a fight happen. Yeah. I really genuinely just, when I reach out now, I want to see how you're doing and things like that. I said, tell him. My bad for the way I started to do things, but I, I, all respect to him, and I just really want to, you know, rekindle whatever friendship he feels that we have at this point. So I would say right now, if the fight can be made, it, it, it'll be made because um, that's something that Top Rank wants to do. Right, uh, and I they think do. I, Bob I think, is interested. They are interested. There's but no I doubt. think I've seen publicly okay. that there's some 140-pounders moving up yeah. and some other guys that at 147 that are a part of, a part of Top Rank that they're trying to maybe you know, uh, push out to Terrence. So we'll see what happens. At this point, have I slowed down mentally on fighting Terrence? Probably because I, I don't feel like it can happen. You're saying, hey, right. that fight's there. So 
when I go to the gym tomorrow, you know who will be on my mind. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I did tell Bob, I said, you, you got to take care of Sean. Don't, don't, don't lowball him. We gotta told him. We told him that. <laughs> we, yeah. we talked about that. If anybody, for anybody out there that doesn't think that this fight can be sold as a pay-per-view, it can be sold as a pay-per-view. I'll do what I have to do, and, and I'll make Terrence do whatever needs right. to be done. If you want to take this fight just to t just to uh, primetime ESPN and primetime Fox, we're not going to leave Fox out of the deal. Right. I'm completely fine with that. This does not have to be a pay-per-view for me in order for me to fight Terrence. If it's not a pay-per-view, quiet as it's kept, more people will see the fight. Right. So I'm down for that. But the money's got to be right. right. When it comes to getting ready for a fight, and you're fighting a guy like Terrence Crawford who you consider a friend when you're not in the ring with him, yeah. Is it harder to train for fights like that and get mentally into a fight like that when it's somebody that you have that you generally don't dislike and you do have dislike for? Or at the end of the day, is it just, it's a business, I got to train to win this fight, yeah. and then afterwards we'll grab a drink and maybe a bite to eat regardless? You know, this is the interesting, interesting thing. For me, I'm all competitor. So when TC is saying, hey, I told Bob he's got to take care of Sean Porter, I'm going to make sure my dad, hey, my dad's going to do what he has to do for me from a business standpoint. When my dad brings me the number and says, hey, we got the Terrence Crawford fight. This is what it is. All right, cool. Let's do it. I'm all competitive. I get ready for the fight. I have the fight. I don't think I'll have any problems at all fighting a friend. I've done it before with, with uh, Keith Thurman. We're even talking about maybe doing that again. Yeah. So uh, we we'll see what happens. We don't want to see that. We already talked. We don't want to see that again. Okay, <laughs> it's going to be the same result. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you going to take care of him. So hey, we, don't, we don't need, you know, we. Yeah. Same result just may may come out. Of the same result of what Manny Pacquiao did to Keith Thurman. That's exactly. what I meant. That, that's exactly. what we're going to say. Exactly. All right. Showtime. Sean Porter in the house with us. Ballpark Frank, our good friend T.J. Reeves. We're going to step away for a second here, and then we're going to bring back the champ here, talk a little bit more boxing, and I want to talk some NBA playoffs with you as well, Let's too. Let's do it, man. All right, so we are live at the Cosmopolitan. It is a Monday. we got game number five coming your way tonight, a Phoenix Suns closeout situation, also game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning in to the T.C. Martin Show. One, two, three, four. Las Vegas on this Monday. Showtime Sean Porter is in the house. Uh, shout out to, to him. Shout out to my guy Brian Feldman who is uh, helping us out today. I appreciate you, B. Feldman, back in the studio. Numchuck's here on location. Brian Benowitz was here earlier on, of course. Ballpark Frank. TJ Reeves yes. here from Tampa Bay as well, too. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers broadcaster and also host of Three Dog Thursday podcast and the Big Fight Weekend podcast as well. And I know uh, you and I talk. Uh, a lot of boxing. I come on your podcast, yes. and we talk a lot about this guy next to me, the uh, two-time welterweight champ and Showtime Sean Porter. So we, I know that you probably have a question or two for we, Sean. We try to act like that we know something about the sweet science. This man <laughs> lives it. So he is dispensing knowledge, and I'm just sitting back and listening to Showtime Sean Porter. So it's a kick to be on uh, with you here. I didn't expect this. TC goes, you got to hang around. you got to yeah. hang around. Showtime showing up. Showtime showing up. Yeah. So it's a thrill to be hanging here yeah. with you. Uh, the politics of all of it, you've been talking yeah, about that. Yeah. How frustrating for fighters when you're sitting back, training, waiting. Forget about just the COVID delay, but you're waiting and waiting and waiting some more. I mean, I can tell by what you were saying before. You just got to wait. Yeah. I don't know about other fighters, but for me, for a long time, I tried to pretend like the politics of boxing was not there. 
you know, we, we call it, we, we refer to it as what side of the street are you on? And in my mind, we'll make it work, we'll make it work. And it's like you just, you get left sitting there, hanging on, training, trying to keep yourself motivated, trying to do things to stay in the spotlight, so on and so forth. It gets frustrating. It, it, I think for, it, so again, talking to how big of a competitor I am, I don't want to just compete against PBC. So it's like, I, I don't know why I make it so difficult for myself, but that's that's just it, who it, I it's am. Not, you know? you're, you're not making it difficult for yourself. It's it's. Un, I hate to say this, but it's the umbrella that you're in. Yeah. This is an umbrella sport. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you got the top rank umbrella. You got the PBC umbrella. Yeah. You got the Al Heyman umbrella. It's just, you know right there. I mean, it's it, it, it's tough. Unfortunate. And you know, people always like to talk about UFC versus boxing, and you know. Fortunately, if you like UFC, you're going to get all of those fights pretty yeah. much because it's all under it's one, all un, un, under one umbrella. But, yeah. you know, you got the Bellator, and they're kind of trying to make some noise here. Yeah. But boxing is difficult, and it's not your fault. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's, it's a shame because yeah. you want to fight. Yeah. And as long as I've known you, you know, it's like, man, this – it's frustrating because it, you want to be active, and you're not the only one that is a victim of this. So I, I call my guys over. Hey, we're, I'm, I'm going to start this podcast. You guys are in, right? Yeah, we're in. Listen, this is the portal way. We don't. We're not going to exclude anybody, right. and we're going to talk about you, no matter how big or how small you are. Right. We're going to give everybody shine, and we're going to make sure everybody knows about what's going on in the boxing world. And so I get a lot of people now, hey, man, we just we, – thanks for not picking sides. Thanks for talking about ESPN. Right. Thanks for talking about The Zone. Thanks for talking about PBC, Fox, so on and so forth. I can't, I can't pick a side. Mm -hmm. it, it just – it's something inside of me. I'm, I'm, the point of way, it, it's just not – it's not me to pick one and not do it all, you know. So when we were on yesterday, the, the, the episode will show up tomorrow. But we are on yesterday making all these fights – and then we realize, like, in, in the meantime, like, oh, he's on that side. He do, he's on that side. It's like, man, you, you, we try to laugh it off and, and play like it doesn't exist, but it does. All right. So, doctor, you and I are contemporaries. We're a little older than Sean. You know, uh, Frank's a young man. He's a male model. We exclude him. But you and I are older, <laughs> analyzing, the, uh, analyzing the boxing. We loved, not just liked, we loved the era of Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, Roberto Duran, yeah. and Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah. And I have chills sitting here because we're about how, how far Ooh. are we from Caesar's Palace? Nah, right? I mean, Half they fought <laughs> all of those fights yeah. right there. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. they were willing to fight each other in the early 80s, no matter who had what promoter or whatever, they were willing to fight each other. That Showtime documentary, speaking of Showtime, Sean yeah, P., yeah. that Showtime documentary, it's going to win Buku Awards. Yeah. It's phenomenal because those guys in the early 80s said, we're fighting each other. Now, granted, that's where the money was, to fight each other, and Hagler had to wait last for Leonard to fight Duran and Leonard to fight Hearns before he got to him. But they were willing to fight each other, and that's what you're saying. That's yeah. what you're preaching. The best yeah. have to want to fight the best. Yeah, I think, um, you know, beyond the politics of boxing, I think the fighters are a little smarter now, and they're very protective of their record, protective of their brand, and protective of the money that they can make. And with all that being said, a lot of times they're not willing to take the chance or the quote-unquote risk that a lot of the fighters refer to now. And I think that back in the day, the difference was between back in the day and now, boxing was one of the highlighting sports back in the day in the, in, the, in the 80s. And now 
There's a lot of other sports overshining boxing, and so it's like, I got this chance right now. Let me do it. Let me do it before NBA comes on, before NFL comes on, and then who can I do it against that I look good against and that everybody's going to remember me? So there's a, it, it's a lot that goes into the equation now for boxing. I think that uh, it, it, it waters down the sweet science. Um, but nevertheless, we got some great fights ahead of us. We had a great weekend last week, I oh, thought. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, the, box, the boxing is surviving. I think it takes that. I think it takes guys willing to say, hey, I don't care about politics. Make the fight happen. I don't care about the money. Make the fight happen. Put the, the re rematch clause in there so that I can make money on the back end. A lot of guys don't really think about it, but it can be done if it's done with those type of things in mind. The boxing will not only survive, but it will start to thrive again. You mentioned one thing in there that I thought was interesting because you said some guys look and say, who can I fight and who can I look good against? Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things Floyd Mayweather has always been accused of, rightfully or wrongfully, is he always <laughs> sets himself up for success because yeah. he tries to pick opponents that he knows he's going to win and he figures out how he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at a fight, do you ever look at somebody and go, I, wow, I, I would really look good against this guy. This guy might be more of a challenge, but you know what? Maybe I want more of the challenge because I don't even know what's going to happen. How do you do that personally, your stuff? Because some fighters do seem to pick who can I beat and look good against yeah. as opposed to who's the best fight for the fans. Sure, and I'll keep it real with you guys. Um, at this point, uh, I, I was asked to put write a list of five guys that I would want to fight. And, that, and, that, and those five guys were based on uh, who's relevant, who I would look against, good, who I would look good against, uh, who would be a great fight, and who does everybody want to see me in the ring with? You know, so when you equate all that, it's really only about five guys that I could put on the list all together. So, but that really is. It's uh, it's kind of like the the Mayweather effect. Right now, everybody is trying to or wants to at least. Who can I look good against? Who can I make the most money against? And who can I beat? You know, so. So one of the things that, that Sean was just saying that people just don't comprehend anymore about how big the sport was, when you watch that documentary, those four documentaries, yeah. Tom Brokaw is on the NBC Nightly News talking about Hearns Hagler or Leonard yeah. Hagler. Yeah. It's on the front page yes. of the newspaper. Nobody yeah. knows what a newspaper is anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. on the front page, not of the sports section, the yeah. front page of the newspaper. Every one of those fights was on the front of Sports Illustrated before it happened and after it happened. It was such a big deal then, but those guys were willing, TC, you know this, Frank, you know this, and Showtime knows this, they were willing to to make it a big deal by fighting each other. Yeah. That's what the Marvin Hagler made 17 million guaranteed, which in today's dollars is about 50 million guaranteed, which is more than Muhammad Ali ever made guaranteed wow. because they were willing to fight each other, brother. Yeah. Right. And, if, and if we talk to uh, uh, Vasily Lomachenko over right. the weekend, he's like, no, I'm standing at 135. Right. I'm, I'm willing to beat the guy that gave Tio Lopez a tough night mm -hmm. and what a, what a fight that was for Lomachenko. Yeah. And now he's saying, hey, I want you back. I want all those belts back. I'm ready to do it. So it takes a little bit more of that, a little bit more of guys saying, hey, I'm going to put the pride aside. I'm going to do what it takes to become great again. And, uh, you know, once we get more guys thinking like that, it will start to see better competitive fights. Right. Vasily Lomachenko, just a, a great night of boxing there at the Virgin on Saturday night, and he won basically every round. Ninth round, uh, technical knockout to victory over Nakatani. I want to talk to you about that 135-pound division. So you got Lomachenko, 
you've got Teofimo Lopez. We talked about. It. it looks like that rematch is going to happen now. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. Devin Haney, guy that trains out of here at Las Vegas. Oh. Ryan Garcia, yeah. who's pretty damn good at the family feud, as yeah. we know with you. Yeah. Yeah, as, as we know, you're, you're the tag team. Yeah. Javante uh, Davis, who got the victory uh, on Saturday night. He yeah. really struggled in the beginning, but he, he moved up two weight classes. Right. I want to ask you, who do you think? is the best in that 135-pound division. And outside of Lomachenko, all of these guys are between 22 and 26 years old. They're, mm -hmm. they're relatively young. But yeah. 135, who's the man? Javante um, Tank Davis is the man at 135. Uh, even though his last fight was at 140, uh, if he can continue to make 135, He's got the equalizer in the ring against any of those guys. Well, we'll I'll speak to Vasily first. Right. Vasily with experience. Vasily with speed and quickness. Uh, the foot agility yep. with his foot movement is absolutely fantastic. But Javante is, a, is an athlete. Javante's got power. Javante's got speed as well. I think he's got all of the components needed to catch up to a guy, Vasily Lomachenko, to slow down a guy, Vasily Lomachenko, ultimately beat who I think is the number two guy at 135, even though uh, Tia Lopez has all of the belts. Mm -hmm. If I had to, if I had to uh, make my list right now, I would say Javante, uh, Lomachenko, Tia Lopez, and then everybody's right behind him. Mm -hmm. After him would probably be, I don't think you, you named... Uh, uh, Shakur Stevenson, even though he's at 130, oh, right. it's, yeah. hard to, yeah. it's hard to take him out of that because right. he could he at, go the, up just like he, that. at the snap of a of finger, course. he could go of up course. and not only go up but compete yeah. at 135. He so. didn't do anybody any favors there a few weeks ago. Yeah, there when no. he, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think you know we talk about dance partners. I just yeah. think he had a yeah. tough dance partner in front of him. and, and, and the left. Uh, but he's a tremendous uh, tactician, yeah. great defensive yeah. fighter, probably yeah. the best defensive and, fighter. And that's what I had to say about that fight, though. Even though he may not have looked this spectacular da, yeah. da, 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 his numbers still look the same yes now offensively but defensively they still look the same so nobody can hit them <laughs> all right so let's uh move it up to your weight division let's talk about 147 yeah and we've talked about this before and unfortunately there's all those guys in that same umbrella under uh, the al Heyman, the pbc umbrella and that, uh, then there's terrence crawford which yeah. again we would love to see him when you know him fight He's but, got a hard. He's got the hardest role, man, out of all so of us right now. So the two guys that you want to fight, your list of your five, I can guarantee you, I know who the top two guys are. You want the rematch with Errol Spence. Yeah. You want Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. They're gonna square it off. Yeah. Right next door here at T-Mobile yeah. Arena on August yeah. the 21st. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that fight. I'm glad I started the podcast because when I talk about fighters in general, people appreciate it, but. Mm -hmm. Now when I talk about uh, Errol Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao, people understand that not only am I a competitor in this sport, but I'm a fan of the sport. Mm -hmm. I love this fight right now. I still don't know who, who is this fight on time for. Who's, who's going to get out there and really you know, a, 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 uh, hone in on this opportunity? I really feel like this is going to be Manny Pacquiao's night. I feel like he, he's got all of the experience, everything that it takes. We can name it all. He's got what it takes to beat uh, Errol Spence Jr. If Errol Spence comes out and he's not uh, already in the zone from, 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 from the opening bell, it's going to be a problem. How do I know that? Because I've been in the ring with Manny. I know that. You've been it, in the ring with both of these guys. I, yeah, yeah one, 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 one guys. an official fight. And one, and and one guy, and one one guy started a little slower. Right. 
than, than, than the other, uh, right. that being Errol Spence Jr. So, you know, I think it took, in the fight with me, I think it took Errol a couple of rounds to, to really say, all right, he's, he's ready for this fight. It yeah. took him a couple of rounds to really start to try to figure me out and implement his game plan, you know. So Manny's one of those guys who's really locked and loaded with Freddie and, and Brew Boy. They come up with the game plan, and I mean, out of the gate, boom. That gun shoots off, and they're ready for it, you yeah. know. So that's what makes me feel like this could be yeah. Manny's night. And, and Manny could win the, will win those early rounds yeah. more than yeah. more than likely. Yeah. As you, and we've talked about this before. You know, I was Manny's at, dangerous early. He's dangerous. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Manny's, Manny's dangerous early. And that's what he did to Keith Thurman yeah. last yeah. time yeah. they were in the ring here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I, as you know, I was at your fight uh, at the Staples Center when you fought Earl Spence Jr. A great fight, a great account of yourself. And uh, you know, yeah. Let's. I mean, we've talked about it before. If if you if you don't take that knockdown, you win that fight. It's got to be. Said it. Yeah. You, you win that fight. <laughs> and that rematch should have already happened. We'd love to see that rematch yeah. happen again. Yeah. I'm not sure Earl wants that fight to happen again. Two of the biggest fights this year: Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, three, and then we got Errol Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. One of the two of those fights has to be the fight of the year. No question. Yeah. Now, I don't know which one is going to be the fight of the year. But then we got we got Cambosis and Lopez in a few weeks. That one was put off. That's going to be an amazing fight. And then we're definitely looking at if Lopez gets past Cambosis, which I, I'm assuming that he does, we're looking at a rematch with Vasily Lomachenko right. again. Is that fight going to happen before the end of the year? So, I mean, yeah. we're talking to a lot of people talk about how is boxing surviving, what's next on the show. This is going to be the year for boxing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm and, just in the second half of this year, we could have three mega fights. Yeah, and and who yeah. knows what you know if Canelo can find a right dancing partner. Right, I mean, you know, he right. wants to fight come in September as well too. Right, right. But again, right. He, he's cleaned out all the divisions. Yeah. you know, and yeah, and people, we should say Canelo, top pound for pound right now. Absolutely, but he's fought everybody yeah. that he could possibly fight. Yeah, yeah. And I yep. don't know about you, but. You know, we saw that Triple G thing those two times. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to see it again. That's not a fight. No. Um, I do I do like Caleb Plant in, in the ring with uh, Canelo uh, Alvarez. I think that a lot of people may not know all of the uh, all of the attributes that Caleb Plant brings to the ring. Mm. Uh, and, and I know him personally, so I'm not speaking on just the physical attributes, but there's a lot of in, 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 in internal attributes that a lot of people don't see or know of, and they don't get to see him until the big night. And I think that that's a big night that, you know, I would look, look to see him do some amazing things, and it's, it's a tall order beating Canelo. Uh, but I would look to see Caleb Plant do some big things uh, throughout the course of that fight in mm -hmm. the hopes that he could pull it out. I don't know that he can, yeah. but that's enough. that is a big fight for, yeah. for, uh, Caleb, uh, for Caleb Plant and a, and a competitive fight okay. for Canelo right now. So, you know, everybody wants to know what is next for you. When is yeah. your next fight? Yeah. Do you, is there anything that you can tell yeah. everybody at this time that either you're working on or something yeah. close or is really everything kind of tabled for for Showtime, Sean Porter, until the Olympics are broadcasting. You're my, smiling, so I come am, on. Yeah, because my dad, last night, he says, hey, I need to make a phone call. What's going on? Send me the dates. When, when, when are you going to be free? When can we make this happen? And so right now, I think my dad, in his mind, he's like, okay, let's look for the fall. Let's look at September. Let's look at October as possible dates for you to get in the ring. I don't know who right now, but I'm going to tell my dad 
it's got to be somebody I'm going to care about. Right. It can't be a Formella undefeated exactly. type of fighter right. again. It, it has to be somebody that, right. first of all, I care about. Right. If I don't care about him, I'm not taking the fight. I don't care what money's on the line. I don't care that this is a tune-up for XYZ. If I don't care, I'm not going to do it. So look for me to be in a big fight. Not not a fight. Look for me to be in a big fight this September, October, the latest. To bring this full circle, we talked about the broadcasting career is really taken off for you. Yeah. You're a family man yeah. as well, too. Yeah, yeah. I know your routine. Yeah. You're the family guy in the morning and in the yeah. day, and then you go training, and then yeah. you're doing your podcast on the weekend, yeah. and that's all good. Are you getting closer to being a full-time family man? Uh, yeah, at this point, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I'm going to be honest I'm gonna, and, 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 and answer that, that question. I am getting closer. How close am I? I'm not sure. Uh, you I told still you, got that drive and that desire. I told you a long time ago, there's there's some guys that are just on my list, and I, I do. I sleep very well at night. I, I love my fan. I love my life, da, 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 da. But without getting in the ring with those guys, it's just something that won't sit well with me at the end yes. of it all. So I got to get those guys. Once I get those guys, it's whatever. <laughs> I'll just throw in there's unfinished business. I hear him talking here. There's unfinished business for unfinished him with business. Errol Spence, yeah. Keith Thurman. Uh, yeah. Now, you know I'm a Tampa Bay guy. Keith's yeah. in Clearwater I know. one time. I know. I know you'd love to do that again if yeah. it can happen. That's yeah. on probably the list of the five. Yep. So I'm anxious like everybody else. Who's it going to be September or October for Showtime? Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm interested too, man. I, I told my dad, it's got to be somebody I care about. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do just anybody anymore. So, yeah. Get you motivated. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's it. All yeah. right. Showtime Sean Porter in the house, two-time welterweight champ, uh, joined us. Ballpark Frank, T.J. Reeves from Tampa, making it happen here. NBA, baby. I know how much you love the NBA. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll refrain from Cleveland Browns. Usually we have a Cleveland <laughs> Browns segment, but, yeah. you know, like I said, training camps around the corner, this closer. and that. We're and we'll probably closer. see Showtime showing up in a jersey at Browns training camp in, yep. end of July, August. I get that. I got to but, this year. But, but that's okay. So, uh who you like, man? Who you like tonight? Phoenix closing out the Clippers? What do you I, think? I do. I like Phoenix all the way. Um, I did not, and, and I'm going to be honest. I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see Atlanta. Didn't see it coming, did you? Yeah, I didn't see Atlanta. I didn't see Atlanta. I'm sorry. I didn't see Atlanta in the finals, uh, 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 in the Eastern Conference finals. I did see the Bucks there. Uh, Bucks are handling business at this point. Bucks, I think, are going to continue to handle business. ATL is not going to go quietly in the night. I look to see the Bucks against the Suns. And my heart is with Chris Paul. He, I think that uh, he's got enough this year to do it. I, I think if he doesn't do it this year, he won't do it at all. So I'm rooting, really am. I'm rooting for, for the Suns to do it this year. And I did not see the Suns getting this far. So mm-hmm. to see them make it this far, I'm like, all right, they got to finish the job. So I got uh, Suns, Bucks in the, in the championships. And then uh, I got Suns taking it all. You didn't see the you know, they were the number one seed. Yeah. So you were thinking that okay, this kind of yeah, I you know, you know I expected more out of L.A. Yeah. Uh, in, in in the playoffs, I know how I just kind of know how at this point how LeBron does through the course of yeah. the season and then how things kind of turn over for him in the playoffs. It didn't happen for him, of course, some injuries, so on and so forth. And now I think the same thing with the Nets. We can speak to the, the injuries of the Nets as well. So I expected it to be Nets. Uh, Lakers when the season started and then as the season continued. But um, once we got to the playoffs, I was like, eh, 
it's looking like it's going to be the Suns and the Bucks. So yeah, you know, this would be a great series if Kawhi Leonard was there and he was healthy. Yeah, it would be much different. Yeah. And we saw the way uh, they played, you know, early on. Yep, yep, uh, yep. You know, in the playoffs, but yep. uh, you know, it is to Phoenix. I mean, give Devin Booker, give the Suns, give yeah. Monty Williams, our coach, yeah. uh, a ton of credit as well too. Yeah. But they are a young and up and coming team, and it's it's good to see some of these old traditional teams be good again. And uh, it's been a while with the Suns, but man, it's you know that we talk about areas. I mean, in TJ, you were there in Tampa Bay, this and that. I mean, you you guys outside of the Rays, but your fan base is, they can be fanatical, and they've really <laughs> taken to the Lightning, they've taken to, obviously, the Buccaneers, but the Phoenix Suns, unlike the Atlanta Hawks, those fans, I mean, they show up, and they've showed out, so it's cool to see Phoenix good again. Yeah, no, it is, it's good you know. to see, uh, and, and I, I really speak to Chris Paul, because he's kind of bounced around the league a little bit, and then he, even when he went to the Suns, I was like, Damn, this is—he's going to get to the point where his career is just going to go from team to team, right? Trying to trying and then to maybe just, kind of be unfulfilled at yeah, the end, right? Yeah, yeah. And it seems like it's really starting to pan out for him with the Suns, and and, and I'm happy to see that for him. I, I know you're just a wagering town, and TC Martin loves to win wagers. You could win a lot of money on how many teams has Chris Paul played for. Yeah, <laughs> he's played for six teams. Yeah. How is it that a guy that good isn't wanted over and over again where he is and just keeps demonstrating, I'm going to do it here too. Yeah. I'm going to do it in Houston like I did with the Clippers. I'm going to do it with the Clippers like I did with the Hornets. I'm going to do it even with the Oklahoma City Thunder or now the Phoenix Suns. So you root for that guy to get on the biggest stage and have the first crack at it Absolutely. here coming up to win a championship. And they're a game away, and we'll see if they get it tonight. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what Sean was talking about with boxing, talking about the, the right dance partner. Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul really really hasn't had that, and uh, injuries play a big part. Injury and age yeah. when you get to this time. And I think a lot yeah. of people have undersold Chris Paul yeah. you know, because of his injuries in, in his age and uh, I've always liked his game but uh, I, I think that's probably factors into it I always liked his game um, I got a feeling he's a lot of these guys now are starting to take pages out of one another's book yeah. you take a look at ten, uh, Tom Brady down there in Tampa Bay oh yeah uh, how old is he now 44 43 he's gonna be 44 this be, fall it's yeah, incredible yeah but but his 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 uh, rest of recovery is optimum yeah. it is un, unmatched and then you take a look at, at a guy like LeBron James Understanding from day one that I gotta, in order for me to have longevity in this career, I gotta have my rest and my recovery. I gotta do my my cold tubs. Gotta do my icing. Everything that it takes. And you take a look at a guy like Chris Paul, who's bounced around the league, has had injuries and everything. And then look at him now. It's because he understood that hey, I gotta start taking care of my body and I gotta start playing to my teammates instead of trying to take over and win every game. You take a look at a guy like LeBron James. More times than not, he plays to his teammates until it's time for him to turn it on. So. You know, if we're going to have a free throw contest and it's going to be you against Giannis, I think I'm going to take you. Oh, man. What do you think? Uh, Would I win if I took you? Man, um, you know what? Yeah, take me. Yeah. Take, take me. He's yeah. an NBA baller. <laughs> Uh, you're good we, for 80%. We, we, I think you're good for 80%. I'm good, I'm, I'm good for 75% okay. <laughs> at, at the least. But when, when a guy's uh, uh, airballing free throws, yeah, bet on me. <laughs> All right, right. All right. Uh, appreciate you being here as always, my you friend. Got it, man. Great taking time out of your busy schedule. Showtime, Sean Porter in the house. <laughs> TJ Reeves, appreciate you, my man, as well. You're going to be in town I'm the next few the days. Tampa Bay love not only yeah. to the T.C. Martin show, but to Showtime, yeah. Sean Porter, whether it's Lightning, Buccaneers, Champa Bay love coming your way. Showtime, Sean awesome. All right. Ballpark Frank uh, by my side here. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow. 
Uh, great stuff here today. I want to thank Numchuck here. Uh, here And Brian Feldman, my guy back in the studio, thank you very much for, for uh, helping us out and being there and making this show happen today, B. Feldman. Appreciate you. Brian Benowitz, our guy here at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Get by here. Whether it's food, dining, entertainment, it doesn't matter with the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. You miss any part of this show, go to tcmartinshow.com. Porterway Podcast, dropping a new episode tomorrow. Check him out. He's the best. Nice. And take remember, care. happy birthday to the twins once again. Happy birthday to the Reeves twins. Yeah. All right, take care, and uh, we'll catch you tomorrow at 2.